Hello, everybody. I'm Matt Makuchi, and you are listening to the Jazzy's podcast. Hello, everybody. Jazz is online editor Matt Mikucci here, welcoming you to a new episode of our podcast series of conversations with some of the most amazing artists on the jazz and creative music scene today. A series that we simply like to call The Jazz Is Podcast. And it's brought to you in conjunction with Jazz Is Vinyl Club, a series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz Is editors, and that is an absolute must for lovers of jazz and vinyl alike. Our guest today is award-winning jazz singer-songwriter Allegra Levy, who is not only known for her richly sweet yet swinging alto voice, but also for writing catchy emotive songs grounded in tradition with a nod to the progressive. Her new album finds her bringing her distinctive brand of sweet, swinging elegance straight to the hearts of young and old alike, with her first album, For Children and Families, Songs for You and Me, released on April 7th. We spoke about this and more with the artist in our latest episode of the Jazz Is podcast. So fire up an audio teeny and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. Hello, Allegra. Welcome to the Jazzes podcast. Hi, Matt. Thanks so much for having me. This is kind of a nice way that, uh, you know, we like to start our podcast conversations here on the Jazzes podcast is by just asking the artists uh, I speak with to kind of share with us an early memory of theirs that when they think back to it, they realize, you know, maybe that's where it all started from for me. That's where I decided that I'd like to set off on this musical journey. Uh, do you have one such musical memory, you know, that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, I mean, I think what I was saying earlier is that I I think it started pretty young for me. I mean, I had a lot of opportunities as a young person to be involved in the arts, which I feel very fortunate um, for. And I think one standout memory that I always kind of have is I thought I was six, but my mom corrected me the other day and it turns out I was more like eight or nine. Um but I attended our local community high school's Pops and Jazz show, it's called. And uh, I this show is kind of historic. It's been going for, for probably 60-odd, 70-odd years. And it's featured young versions of uh, Brad Meldow and Joel Fromm and um, so many, his, Erica Von Kleist, so many historic, awesome um, musicians. And... Yeah, I saw the high school students up there performing and they were really at a good caliber probably at the time. And this singer walks out and um, she's a soloist with the jazz band. And for some reason, I feel like she sang Cry Me a River, but I could be wrong. But um, yeah, it really stuck with me and, and I really wanted to do that. <laughs> and uh, then I set off kind of on this journey to try to be a part of, of all of that and, and that and those educators helped shape me into who I am. So it was the power of that performance that kind of stayed with you. Yeah, I think I think what we what we I think it's a good question because what we experience when we're young is 
is definitely makes quite a mark and and it you know I probably didn't make a lot of sense of it at the time but I just remember you know I have it in kind of in my memory as this moment of like I want to be up there doing that and and this is meaningful and yeah well you know uh, usually you know that as I mentioned is kind of a question that I like to ask at the start of these podcasts because it's a nice way to get to know uh the artists that I speak with you know that that we kind of hear whose stories we hear on this little podcast series but uh, it actually uh you know has a whole other meaning when it comes to you know speaking with you because you know uh, your new album songs for you and me is described as your first family album so a a, a chunk of that is kind of an idea of creating an album for families and also children. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I mean tell me tell us a little bit about that. I mean, where did this idea of creating this this type of album come from for you? Um, well, I mean, it's true that I think a lot of us, a lot of people who choose to be musicians, it didn't occur to them when they were in their 20s. Usually it occurs to them when they're when they're young, you know, and and that's when you kind of start on this insane journey um especially if you're just uh if you're especially if you're lucky enough to be in a place that has these great music programs but um for this album i started working on some music during the pandemic for my niece who was 18 months old at the time and we were all kind of quarantining together and i was trying to just engage with her and and um also explain some themes in a very nice, gentle way, in a musical way to connect with her and kind of make her feel comfortable. And some cute songs came out of it. And and then when I decided to start a family uh, with my husband, we, you know, it just was naturally coming out where I was experiencing life as a parent um, and hearing what, and hearing the, the music of my young one um, happening and and uh, yeah I, I just started writing all these tunes and anytime I've written songs in the past it's always been kind of like a chronicle of, of my life and um, so this is where I'm at right now and, and this is what I decided to do um, but mm. the goal was kind of to to create something for everybody because I really feel like when you're listening as a family that's when you're really creating a musical environment for your child and also maybe for you some a, a way to kind of try something different maybe even a new approach to creating an album because it's kind of you know a different way of approaching recording a record especially when we think about your previous ones oh yeah absolutely um it was a very different a very different scene and uh it, it was usually i would write these tunes and, and I'd maybe try to play them out and play them with friends. This was kind of a different thing where I was literally trying them with a totally different audience. Um, and, uh, and I invited some friends over to my apartment and we actually went through the songs and tested, test drove them uh, before we went into the studio. So, yeah, that's another thing that I wanted to ask you because, you know, when we look at, you know, the songs that are on the album, you know, it's quite, a wide range of it's a, it's a it's a great selection but you know i wanted to know a bit more of how you compiled the program itself which must have been must have been fun too yeah it was very fun there are a lot of songs it's interesting because in in jazz usually um you know you get enough solos you could 
could do an hour record with three tunes. Um, but this record, yeah. this record is 13 tunes in 34 minutes. So, um, it was kind of a, it's, it's a challenge to keep it short. Actually, it's a challenge to keep it short and keep, keep it engaging, which is, is a really important and good thing that we should all be doing no matter what your genre is, I think, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so I, a lot of these, some of them were just lent themselves to this big, big band jazz sound. And some of them were a little bit quieter and more intimate. And, and then some of them were more folky and it's, it's kind of, it's just with children's music, there's so many different um, opportunities that you can, you can play with. And so I, I kind of just went freely <laughs> into that and, mm. and uh, just tried to have fun with it, honestly. I got a boo. track you are hearing is from Allegra Levy's latest album, Songs for You and Me, available now. Songs for You and Me offers families a jewel box collection of sparkling songs that fit right in with the music Levy loved while growing up. She says via a press release, This album was written for everyone because the little kid in us still just wants to sing along. We'll talk more about this record in a moment, but first I wanted to remind you that if you love jazz and vinyl, you should check out Jazz's Vinyl Club. A new series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz's editors and featuring some of the most exciting jazz artists from yesterday and today that we cover in the print version of Jazz's, Jazz's.com and these Jazz's podcasts. Go to Jazz's.com and click on Join Vinyl Club. And now, back to our conversation with Allegra Levy. I got a booger. Boogie, bug, bug. I got a booger. Ugh. Oogie, oogie, I got a boogie. Something that I read about this record is that, you know, you talked about, you know, that experience of starting your own family, you know, being a mom. But also I read about another personal experience that you had while working at, for a preschool music program at a Manhattan private school where you were kind of shocked to discover that so many of the classic songs that children are exposed to, uh, you know, at that age, uh, you know, they, they date back to the days of Jim Crow. And I was thinking about that. Uh, you know, what are your opinions about people knowing about the history of music and specific songs from an early age? I think it's important. You know, I think it's important to, I think it's important to remember these songs and to know about our history and to know these songs in our history. But when we're teaching them, there's extreme pain and um, and racism within those songs that exist. And I think, you know, it's generational. It just, if it keeps getting passed down, then there's no way that we can really combat it uh, as a culture and as an American society on our end. Um, and also it's, it, it extends past America. I mean, it's definitely, um, there are a lot of these old European songs that, 
that harken back to a really uh, interesting time when, you know, things were definitely not cool historically. <laughs> not that they are now, but um, I think it's important that yeah. our, our kids are carefully taught. You know, I think that we should be giving them music that is new and that it considers diversity, equity, inclusion. I think that we should be educating them about the actual history of the music. If we're going to sing a song that, you know, there's, there's songs like, um, gosh, zippity doodah or something, which, uh, is from songs from the South, which is an incredibly racist film from Disney. Um, Back. Academy Award winning, Academy uh, Award winning, yeah, it's like shockingly, best, yeah, it's an Academy <laughs> Award winning song, and it's got this like incredibly catchy melody, and but if we're just yeah. singing it without the context, then we're just literally continuing this racist dialogue as opposed to explaining like this is this is not this is not um, what we should be teaching our kids. And yeah, I think, I think music carries so much. Like I think we, we, you know, there, there are so many important songs throughout jazz history that we need to continue to have in our conversation because so that we teach the history so that we know, so things don't continue. Um, But yeah, yeah, I was, I was definitely very, I don't know why I was surprised, honestly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was surprised that there was this particular, there were just some particular songs. If you look at the history, if you Google all these songs, you're like, oh my gosh, I had no, no idea this is where this came from. And I'm just teaching it to my two-year-old without thinking about it. And what does that mean? And how does that impact our friends and neighbors and humanity? <laughs> Yeah. Well, my general feeling, and this is personal, is that maybe it just goes to show that, you know, the arts in general, not only music, in education uh, should be, you know, people should pay a little more attention to it. And it sometimes seems like it's not given the proper attention that it deserves, you know. Absolutely. And, you know, part of this album is I am hoping to perform this music live and there are a lot of children's artists and there are a lot of family friendly music artists out there, but I'm trying to trying to bring in adults as well into the conversation and, and you know, hire the best caliber jazz musicians to play this music. And so it's yeah, I, I want to have these conversations at uh, all over. And that's, that's kind of the idea. Well, earlier I asked you to share with us an early musical memory of yours that maybe kind of, you know, was what set you off on your musical journey. But now that we're talking about this idea that music isn't only oral experience, but it's also something that has history, something that has culture within it. Uh, when you think back to those early days when you really became interested in music, uh, you know, your formative years even, along with the oral pleasure of discovering music, would you have been the type of person who liked to find out about the history behind the songs that you listened to? Absolutely. Um, you know, and I think that's, I was very much, my heroes, you know, I mean, my biggest hero was Ella Fitzgerald. When I was young, I would just like listen to all of her music on repeat and try to memorize everything that I could and try to sing like her. And she was my hero. Um, and I definitely was very interested in, in um, history and progress. And in high school, I, I was part of, I started the Hall High Human Rights Coalition. I was very involved in kind of um, trying to make change 
in our world and trying to learn about what everything was about. I was also I was also closely studying um, musical theater. I was like a big musical theater geek. And um, I was just always thinking about what the history was with different shows and and why they were written and what if they were a vehicle for change at the time when they were performed. Um, so, yeah, that that's definitely always been something that I've been curious about. Um, my parents were journalists, so they always asked too many questions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that, that's never a bad thing in my books. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Curiosity really is what, you know, can drive us, I think. And uh, do you think that's maybe why you got into jazz too? Because, I mean, jazz has such a rich history. Totally. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, I'm part of part of why I got into jazz was because of the environment I was in, that it was just a really big part of this public school program that I was, you know, that I was growing up in. Part of it is because my older brother, who I idolized, uh, played saxophone. Aiden Levy, he's actually just written the Sonny Rollins biography, which um, is wow. is amazing and revealing and took him seven years to complete. But talk about looking into the history of, of somebody, I think, I was definitely surrounded by historians and people who were asking the right questions and playing the music. But, um, and I think that's important, you know, and that's also why I wanted to put this album out and, and hope to do um, other projects in this vein um, to encourage family listening to jazz and have this kind of mm. very young entry level. So right now my daughter who is going to be two next week um, you know, she loves to hear the, the songs on the album, but she's not like thinking about the instruments playing yeah. solos or the, but there is improvisation. There is, um, you know, it's like a jumping off point is kind of the idea. When you, when you say that, you know, this is, uh, you, you'd like to do more, uh, projects like these. Do you, do you see, uh, songs for you and me as a, as a starting point for maybe something bigger, maybe a multimedia project? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, songs for you and me, it does have a lot of, as you said, it has a eclectic range. So it's definitely like a, it's definitely not one theme in terms of like past records that I've done, but I have this idea to put together like a, a, a mother's big band and kind of do um, big band arrangements of the things like Ella Fitzgerald's uh, Old MacDonald or something along these lines that maybe goes deeper into jazz for kids specifically. A Tisket, A Tasket was another one. Absolutely. Love that. I love that. I, yeah, I love that song. See, that's, that's, the, that's an example to me of, you know, how... You know, artists can you, you when you think of children's songs. You know, uh, that's you, you. You maybe think of one type of of music, but then you hear something like Ella Fitzgerald's "A Tisket a Tasket," and it's like, what is this? This is this is incredible. Oh yeah, you know, so I that mean, just goes to show it's so hip and like this has definitely been done many times before. And um, in in definite, you know, uh, uh, what about um, I'm trying to think. I forgot, I'm blanking on his name all of a sudden, but you know, yes, we have no bananas. Um, Louis Prima. Louis Prima did a bunch of like funny uh, <laughs> tunes like that where it's like really swinging, and but it's like silly. And yes, and there's a yeah. lot more. There's so much more. And um, but I've I've heard some some jazz bands do like a jazz for kids thing, and it's either too complex 
or and not swing it enough or it's or it's um too yeah. silly so like there's a delicate balance where we respect that a child that a child is a person and they want to hear good music you know and yeah. and that the adults around them are going to hear it too and we care what they want to listen to <laughs> Well, you know, we talked about, you mentioned improvisation, you know, there's, uh, that's certainly to be found in the album, then, you know, different, different arrangements. But then I was also thinking, uh, whether, you, you know, when you were working on the album, you also thought in terms of actual sounds, you know, that are, you know, that you could use in order to create the type of listening experience, you know, that children might enjoy, uh, you know, specific sounds that maybe the, they particularly like absolutely um i so one thing that i do on the the record is i do a little kazoo solo um there you go i'm very yes. proud of my kazoo solo. <laughs> um, you know, virtuoso <laughs> the, the, the instrument of, of um of all is the kazoo yeah and you know it yeah. sounds like that the kazoo and then like we i um I worked with Sammy Wags, who's a great percussionist, who's the percussionist and drummer on the album. And on Los Animales, he did something like 20 layers of percussion instruments and different sounds. And um, and then the band itself, like we were doing all sorts of animal sounds and we were, were talking about textures and we we're talking about, yeah. you know, different noises throughout that, like, you know, we use a toy piano, we use slightly different instruments like a banjo. Um, but yeah, I was definitely thinking about what is a sound that a kid likes and, um, and what the, what is the texture that we can present? And I could have gone deeper into it. I think, uh, honestly, yeah. <laughs> like you could bring out some pods and pans and you could bring out some, um, rhythm sticks and you could, but, um, but definitely in, in Los Animales with that percussion, those layers i remember like we were discussing which shakers to use and which which you know we went really nitty-gritty into it so well uh thank you very much Allegra, for joining us it's been a pleasure speaking with you and i remind our listeners the the album is titled songs for you and me and again thanks a lot for joining us thanks so much for having me i hope everybody enjoys it and uh and it's great talking to you so thank you come on i want to meet you and get to know you i want to greet you i want to show you the way the way of the world i may not have much that i can give you i may not know much but i can show you the way I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Allegra Levy. Her new album, Songs for You and Me, is available now. And if you love jazz and vinyl, be sure to check out our Jazz Is Vinyl Club. Join the club and we will send you four premium limited edition color vinyl albums mailed directly to you. Just go to jazzis.com and click on Join Vinyl Club for more. And as music from Allegra Levy's Songs for You and Me plays us out, I encourage you to keep an eye out for more Jazz's podcasts, our print magazine, and other great content available to you on our regularly updated website, jazzes.com. And if you like what you see, you can always subscribe for more. Till the next time, this is Matt Mikuchi signing off. See you soon. Jazz is Vinyl Club.